Welcome back. Welcome back. It's another episode of Baseology, your favorite podcast. Um, <clears throat> the only podcast that matters, I think. Uh, it's brought to you by Dugout Mugs. <clears throat> Dugoutmugs.com forward slash Braves. You can find a huge selection of world championship Atlanta Braves dugout mugs, shot glasses, coffee mugs. Use my promo code Baseology for a 30% discount off your entire purchase. That's Baseology, 30% discount. There's also other teams out there too. Okay, I know some of y'all are closet Dodgers fans. Okay, so dugoutmugs.com. You can peruse, see the different options. Use your boy's promo code though, okay? Don't use chippers. Use mine. Baseology, 30% off. Let's go. Okay, so right now, these baseball writers, and and let's just use that term loosely, um, baseball media people, are submitting their ballots for the 2022 Baseball Hall of Fame, and you can go to track it. There's some there's some spreadsheet thing you can track it. Uh, and uh, anyway, so it's that time of year, December. I think they have to be the end of the month to do this. And I want to have my buddy Neil Shalott on to talk about the Hall of Fame. Neil is a a big Hall of Fame guy. I am a new big Hall of Fame guy, as we'll talk about. I used to be a small Hall of Fame guy, an anti steroids guy, you know, a very elitist guy, and then. My whole worldview changed over the last two years, and I look at it entirely differently. I can't stand the Baseball Writers Association of America. I can't stand almost all the baseball writers except for David O'Brien, and I think it's a total joke, as does Neil. And I wanted to have Neil on. Neil's a super cool guy. I know Neil from Twitter, from from Braves Twitter. Um, I met Neil maybe three or four years ago at ChopFest. He's just a cool guy. I like him a lot, and I wanted to have him on. Because he has uh, uh, similar opinions about the Hall of Fame, and I just wanted Neil to go off and us to talk about um, why our way is the correct way. So, without further ado, here's Neil. Neil, hello, sir. Neil Shalott from Twitter. How are you? Yes. Is this yes. is this the is this the real one the real one? This is the real one. The the baseball <laughs> obsessed baseball gift extraordinaire. <laughs> so I'm here with sure. at at Neil Shalott six. Uh, pretty good troll. Pretty good. I mean, you're you're good. You're a good troll. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to throw around the word elite too much but i mean pretty pretty good pretty strong pretty strong <laughs> what you did to Corey the other day was was pretty strong that was a good one um i that one <clears throat> i was uh i was particularly proud of yeah that was i, I was super proud so <laughs> i met neil maybe like four years ago now one of those chop fest things and it, it just briefly met you and um and why you're still following me on twitter i have no idea so, um, one of the things that we agree on, one, one of the few things we agree on is baseball hall of fame stuff. So, so I used to be, I'm going to lead up to this and then I want you to just go off. All right. Okay. So I used to be a small hall of fame guy, like for forever. I was that guy. I was very, I, I liked the process. I liked how it was, you know, 
so-and-so is on their ninth year on the ballot. I liked that. I thought it was cool and how um, patient it was. And, and, and uh, the barrier of entry was so, uh, so high. It was just, it was an elite club, you know? And then I think two summers ago, I was hanging out with Ken and JT on Ken's front porch and, and JT were sitting there out there smoking cigars and JT Holton just started talking about the hall of fame and likened it to uh, the NFL Hall of Fame. Or, or he talked about the NFL Hall of Fame and how they do stuff. And basically, in the NFL, if you made a big impact on the game, like, you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, a large impact. Yeah. Like if, you, if you had a massive impact on your sport, if you're a star, basically, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame. And I started thinking about it. And we, we sat there for about an hour and just talked about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That, that makes sense. Like... You know, and the first name that came to my mind, my infant baseball brain at that moment, and it's a guy that I always use. And it sounds crazy until we kind of explain ourselves, which I'll let you do, is Tim Linsigan. Like, yeah, okay, that sounds crazy. Like, why was why would Tim Linsigan be a Hall of Famer? But the way JT laid it out was you're a massive star in your respective sport. Kids want to be you. You know what I mean? Kids buy stuff because of you. You're their hero. I'm like, the Tim Lincecums of baseball should be in the Hall of Fame. I get it now. And it just – it changed the whole way I've looked at it. I mean, I, I did a whole 180. I mean, I was that old school, like, small Hall of Fame guy. And now I'm like – I'm like I'm like totally different. Um, and, and I kind of – I'm super bullish now on just – old baseball writers. We can talk about that, but go off. Tell me what you think about the Hall of Fame. Why you want it to be a bigger Hall of Fame. Okay, so the best way for me to describe this whole situation with the Baseball Hall of Fame in terms of my mind is a tangled pair of headphones. I, I, I'll, con- I'll contradict myself for sure. I'll always reference things back to like a specific time frame stuff like that. It's just trying to untangle a pair of headphones. I, I don't have full formulated thoughts about it. And it's mm. frustrating because I feel like that's the only way it can make sense, at least for me and others. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame is becoming a joke, in my opinion, because of the writers. I think the writers are pretentious. I think they have too many biases, uh, specifically where they write or who they write for. Uh, mm-hmm. You had that weirdo for the LA Times, I think Ken Gurnick, Ken something Gurnick, yeah, yep. vote for only one player. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. There was another guy today. I forgot his name. I don't even think it's worth mentioning. He had an empty ballot two years in a row, and I think it's ridiculous, especially because the problem that the Hall of Fame has now is that the ballot is so loaded. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly overfilled um it's mm. congested to the point where these guys that are like your tory hunters your tim hudson's your tim lincecums they're gonna get some votes yes but they're gonna fall off the ballot mm-hmm. and it's frustrating for me as a fan because i grew up with these guys like watching them succeed being wanting to be that way um so it, it just it's hard for me to contextualize everything uh you have statistics out there and these writers aren't voting for him it makes no sense to me uh Mm -hmm. barry bonds and roger clemens's entire argument is Mm -hmm. 
right in front of their face. And it just, they, they refuse to get the votes. I don't understand why. The steroid thing is not a conclusive argument, in my opinion, when you don't know what the guys before you, before them, you're, mm-hmm. I don't want to say Hank Aaron, but people, not fringe players, but people like Duke Snyder, guys like that, uh, mm-hmm. That may have used cork bats. I'm not saying Duke Snyder did, but he's the mm-hmm. first name that popped in my head. Uh, yeah, they could have corked bats. They could have take, uh, taken greenies, stuff like that. So yeah, I just, yeah, I completely agree with you in the fact that if you made an impact on the Hall of Fame, then or on baseball, then you are going to you should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's hard to you know how do you define impact? And 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 honestly, it's it's almost it's it's hard to put it on paper. Uh, it's like we're writing a bill and how do you write a bill? You have to put it on paper. You have to kind of quantify it. It's really easy yep. to talk about it, but it's really, it would be hard for me to, to lay out the ground rules. Cause to me, it's like, did, did eight year olds want to be you? Well then yeah. that the, for me, like there are some, there are some that it's like, probably not. You shouldn't be in the hall of fame. Like for example, for me, like, okay. So Joe Nathan, I don't, I don't think he's a hall of famer. Tim Linscombe. Yeah. Yeah. Helton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Burley. I don't think so. Um, you know, and that's just my two cents, but, um, I used to be forever, 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 forever. I was anti steroids, you know, and I would, you know, I was used as my argument for my case for Fred McGriff. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I, now I think they're both Hall of Famers. I think, I think McGriff and the Barry Bonds of the world should be in. And, and two reasons, like you said, everybody's using, it was the wild west. It really wasn't against the rules uh nope. baseball made money off of it um lots of money as as we yep. know so so to, to me like mark mcguire first ballot like like massive hall of famer sammy sosa hall of famer those guys you know yeah. that, i mean what, what they did to baseball is like just i mean it's if that was a different sport they would be in their respective hall of fames uh also we had on this is like four years ago when we had an nomination we had on ken's wife Cynthia, who is a pharmacist, and I hate to give her any credit because I argued the opposite. But now it's like, yeah, she's probably right. She is a pharmacist, and I'm not. But you know, she talked about the what it, you know, what these PEDs do, and like, really, I mean, Barry Bonds, you know, you can't his his hand eye coordination, you know, like no. was already there. I mean, he, I mean, when you look, I remember watching him. Neil in like 2007-ish, you know, I'm right out of college and watching, watching him, you know, break the, I guess the single season record or whatever. Man, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a player or a hitter, if the ball is anywhere near the strike zone, like it was going to be a bomb. It was incredible. He, so just talking about Barry Bonds, his hand-eye coordination was not affected by the PED. There's no way to prove right. that it was. And even now, the studies show that it, PDs, HGH, whatever you take, is not going to affect hand-eye coordination. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he started taking roids, allegedly taking roids. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Clemens was the same way. So, I mean, these writers mm-hmm. need to figure out a way to take that out of their minds mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. let's look. If I am biased towards steroids, let's look at his career <clears throat> before – the said steroids began. I and it also sometimes, but yeah, it, it gives you a specific window to look at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people like me 
and I, I'm following the story here because I mean, I mean, for decades I was I was this guy. I mean, I would use the, the whole character clause thing, right? Well, it, you know, what about the character clause? Well, Jay Jaffe changed my mind. I haven't read the book, but he put out the the, the case for the Hall, the Hall of Fame book maybe yes. like four years ago, and I really I really want to read it. I hadn't read it, but I have heard him talk a lot about it um, on some different podcasts. I think he was on. Um, I think. Grant McCauley had him on his podcast, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, oh, wow. um, nice. like three or four years ago, and they were talking about that book. And Jay talked about the character clause and the origination of the character clause, and I never knew this. Well, the character clause, um, the reason it's there was, I think it was Kennesaw Mountain Lannis, the baseball commissioner at the time, mm-hmm. created the character clause to basically let in a, either a buddy of his or a guy he liked or respected who – was like this replacement level hitter guy who was a World War One vet, and so if we create this character clause, it'll let this guy in and other uh, at the time, you know, patriots or war heroes in. So that's why it it's in there. And and there's the obvious joke to me is, I mean, the guy, you know, Kenneth Ken- Ken- was was a staunch racist and anti. <laughs> you know, he didn't yeah. want he didn't want baseball to ever. You know, integrate, and the, and he's the guy that that you know that wanted the character clause. That that's joke number one, uh, and joke number two is like Murphy, like you know yeah. the same guys. It's like you know, and I, I, I you know I don't want to get all political, but like you know, okay, Kurt Schilling, you know they're going to use it against him. Okay, well, what about if you're going to use it against this person? Why not use it for? maybe the biggest champion baseball has the nicest human maybe in the universe, Dale Murphy, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're completely right. And I think the character clause is, I don't think you should take character into consideration with the Hall of Fame. They were all Dale scumbags Mo- for the most they part. They all suck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Barry Bonds is a scumbag and yeah, he's not in, but he should be. Uh, yeah. Ty Cobb, notable racist. Mm-hmm. Um, with Schilling situation, right? He himself told him to take him off the ballot, whatever. That's him just being a drama queen, which oh, is fine. That. Yeah, He told him uh, as soon as the results came out last year, he sent out a tweet saying, take me off the ballot, all this nonsense, which is going to hurt his case. He's not mm-hmm. – I don't think he gets in personally because of that letter that he wrote. But I if I were a Hall that. of Fame voter – vote him in he's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time and that's saying a lot i mean i mean i know and know, i completely disagree with everything right you ever you know said. you know and, and people that know you from twitter i mean you know neil is you know you know on, i mean on the left side of things or you know uh and so for you to say that about kurt Schilling says a lot i mean like like you're saying like character out like you know I probably view Kurt a little bit differently. I view him as, as kind of a, an obnoxious scumbag, but a different way. And also, side note about Ty Cobb. I haven't read it, man, so I can't speak to it. But I think um, Grant had this author on, and Ken's read this book. And it's like, I don't know what's real and not real sometimes and what's true and not true. But this guy yeah. um, in 2016 wrote a book about Cobb, basically saying that all the stuff that me and you – have learned about Cobb over the years that everybody kind of has heard about and are kind of not true. And he has, really? it's, it's called Ty Cobb, a terrible beauty. And Ken and Grant say that it's like a, it's an incredible read. And this guy that wrote it, um, 
you know, not that it matters, but this guy that wrote it, I've heard him on a couple of different podcasts talk about how, you know, writing it, you know, some people of on the left kind of came after him. He's like, I am, I'm like this, like super far left guy, you know? So, so um, he said, he said that, and I've heard this before, there's a book written about Cobb, like in the sixties, I think. And this guy, and I don't know the deals, but, but this guy made up a bunch of stuff to get famous or something. I don't know, but, but, yeah, and so there's a whole book about this basically saying that, you know, Cobb's really not a, a racist. But, 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 I've heard there's a YouTube clip of Buck O'Neill, right, the old mm-hmm. Negro Leagues uh, star, yeah. t- throwing shade at Ty Cobb for being racist. And so was, I, don't, I don't know. Like, if Buck <laughs> said that, you know what I mean? Like, he might yeah, know yeah. more than this you guy that wrote this book. Now. I know, yeah. So, so. You know, again <clears> – <throat> It's the character clause is dumb regardless. It is, man. in my opinion. Uh, I just it makes no sense to me when we're not judging their character. We're judging sure. them on statistics, on yeah. something that is concrete and there. Uh, I could go on about this for days and yeah, like, me too. Weird run-on sentences. Roger Clemens so, is another one. Roger Clemens is like top three greatest pitchers of all time. Arguably. Uh, he's the greatest pitcher of all time, in my opinion. Well, second after Randy Johnson. But yeah, that's okay. me. Just, okay. Yeah. So just you would go, like you would go, yeah. So you go, you'd go yeah. Clemens, Randy. I would go, like, of all time, I'd be like, I guess mine would be, man, I don't know. Greg Maddox is too, is too easy, you know, but I would yeah. go, I would go, man, I don't know. I would go Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Greg Maddox, top three. Maybe like Bob Gibson's like somewhere in there too. See, I can't count it when – I can't count as like of all time when I didn't see them play. I can look ah, at statistics ah. all day, but I'm pretty concrete on that. I, I never That's funny. watched That's Bob funny. Gibson. I could see them in YouTube videos, but I mean, I don't know. I, I it's watching, just weird to me. You ever watch that show True South on SEC Network? I don't know if you're an SEC guy at all. No, I'm not. Uh, well, I'm an was, SEC guy. I don't watch the SEC. Gotcha. Guy. I was watching uh, it, it um, the other day, and they were they were going to some little barbecue joint. Um, it's a show about like sports and Southern culture, and like they go to these like you know eateries and like you nice. know but- Butler, Georgia. It's really good. But this guy said the the best. How do you put it? He said the best barbecue you've ever had is no further. Than five miles from your house, the, that's the best you've ever had. Yeah, you know, the the best, the you know the best steak you ever had is no further than five miles from where you live, and it's kind of like that with baseball. I think you kind of grew up watching these guys and stuff. So yeah. it's a, it's a bias for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I think deep diving into the statistics of it all, right? Not necessarily deep dive, right? Mm-hmm. There are 339 Hall of Famers, okay? Hmm. Do you know how many players have played professional baseball in their career? According to baseball. Man, players. man, because you, you're counting – that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a massive – Oh, yeah. Is it got to be is – it, is it tens of thousands? 22,000 players. That's insane. Right? Yeah. So yeah. let's say – so right now 22,563 players have made their MLB debut. Only 339 of them have been enshrined. Let's take away, let's say, 700 of the current players, right? 
Mm. So you got roughly 21,800 people. That's around 1% of all baseball players that have ever played the game. Wow. In the Hall of Fame. How the hell do they not have more space? I wonder if some of it's like real estate because it, it's, it's a literal <laughs> hall. I've been there, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, it's like, you know, if we really open it up, are they going to have to build like a, a second story? You know, it's like, it's like a cemetery, you know, we got to start getting people, uh, you know, cremated y'all because we're running out of real estate here. You know, what are we going to do? You know, yeah. buy the property across the street. So man, it's, it's, it's uh, just, it's so hard. A Rod's another one. A Rod, Manny, um, all those guys to me are, are, are absolute uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, Mark Teixeira is one. You think Mark Teixeira? Okay, okay. I can get on board Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I can get on board with that. Absolutely. Kids defensive, wanted to be him. Yeah, a defensive, like, stalwart. He was so good. Three-time All-Star, whatever. All-Star games, I don't care. Torrey Hunter? Uh, Torrey Hunter, absolutely. Best yeah. defensive player we've seen uh, aside from Andrew Jones, mm. in my opinion. I, I mean, I have a whole list of about – 40-ish players that I know of from the 80s and 90s that I would put in the home. Here's mine. Here, here's my two low-hanging fruits uh, th- okay. those, those of that era. Bo okay. Jackson. Bo Jackson. If, if okay. I tweet, you know, Bo Jackson, dude, when you're a kid in the early 90s, Bo Jackson, Jose Canseco, yeah. um, Don Mattingly, especially Bo Jackson. What he did to baseball, it's insane. He was a massive star. Huge, huge. No, his stat, uh, his statistics won't prove it, but that's – No, not at all. Yeah, he, he, he had like 270, I mean, maybe a couple hundred home runs, something like that. Like, he, you know, obviously an injury-shortened career. Yeah. Like, like, I don't care. What I'm saying is <laughs> every kid in America, dude, when, I, when I'm eight years old in 91 – I'm 38. I'm nine years old. I'm seven and 90. Like, I was obsessed with Bo Jackson. Like, he was a I would have been too. He was a god. I would have been too. Yeah. Two sport athletes? Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, for me, the two I would put in, and this is a few year, uh, two decades before my time. Uh, mm-hmm. Al Oliver and Dave Parker, the Pittsburgh Pirate outfielders. Yeah, that, yeah, that just absolutely rigged. Yeah, the only stars. reason Dave Parker's not in is because of the cocaine issue. Yeah, and I get just that, a little bit of cocaine. Say, Who cares? You know what I mean? A like, little I'm, bit. Like, I mean, I mean, it didn't hurt anybody, you know? Like, right. come on. Oh. <laughs> also, Louis Tiant and David Cohn. Yeah, that's a good one, Neil. David Cohn's a good one, man. He was an absolute star, a stud. Yeah, and Louis Tiant, I don't, I would have guessed he was in the Hall of Fame. No, not at all. He's been on the, the whatchamacallit list, the golden era list or whatever they call them. Really? That, that doesn't make any sense to me either. That's What's funny, too, is you open it up to – baseball, it, it, it's not the same as it was in 1930, right? In 1930, a baseball writer meant something. You know what I mean? I'm not throwing shade <laughs> at some baseball writers. I, I mean, I kind of am. But, like, back then, you, <laughs> you would just cover baseball, and you knew that you were – you wrote for the Boston Globe, and you were, you know, you were a newspaper baseball writer. And, like, so, okay, I understand, I guess, their logic, but now – I mean, I see it every year, and, and I troll the crap out of them on Twitter. Uh, I'm super obnoxious about it on Twitter. But, like, you know, these guys – there's this one guy that wrote for uh, – or writes for the Miami Herald, and he, he covers soccer and basketball and food stuff. He's like a foodie, and he also yeah. has a Hall of Fame vote. There's one guy in Detroit. He covers the Detroit wow. Pistons. Yeah, and no other sport, I don't think, does this. I, I do – I think 
I think David O'Brien or somebody I think might have a like a football vote maybe, but like whatever. <laughs> um, but for the most part, other sports like hockey. Uh, if you really want to get mad and go off, like Google um, NHL Hall of Fame committee or something, and it's like that's what baseball should do, right? Like fifteen-ish, twenty-ish baseball executives, former GMs, former players, uh, like they should, they should be the, the hall of fame committee. And it would be, it, it would, it would open up. It would be, there's like 20 guys in this. Yeah. See, right. And it's awesome. And they, and if, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's less, there's less athletes probably to pull from in, in, in hockey and baseball. Like you said, there's so many players, yeah. but, um, you know, Josh Beckett, Every kid wanted to be Josh Beckett for like four years. Every kid, Josh and that Beckett sounds was... that sounds crazy to say that Josh Beckett's a Hall of Famer. That sounds nuts, but <laughs> he had he was a star. He was had a massive impact on our sport. He, I mean, he won a he won a World Series for a team, if not single handedly. He he deserved the MVP more than anyone else for sure. So it's just I don't understand how we've had so many players make such a big impact on the sport and not be in yeah. It's never, never going to change. I forget Gil about Bill Hodges. Hodges. Yeah. Roger Maris. No. His dad's right. Oh, okay. I don't think so about Roger Maris. I'm sorry. He's, you know. don't think so? No. He was okay. He was good. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Uh, that's 61. See, this is where I contradict myself, right? Where it's like a tangle. You owned it up front. You owned it. You owned yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he won back-to-back MVPs. He hit okay. 61 home runs okay. in a season. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Maybe I'm convincing myself otherwise right now. Because after that, it just kind of fell off. Did it really? Less, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Huh. But huh. his games also fell off, so maybe he just got hurt. Nick Marcakis, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I know you were going to bring him up, and I have him up. <laughs> no, so, I don't think I don't think he's all in favor. Um, I see, I I can see how he made the impact statistically. Well, you know, you know, I mean, my my whole shtick is, you know, yeah, because no. Ichiro is going to get in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be super annoying. I mean, just honestly mute me because I'm going to let everybody know that Nate Marquez had a higher WRC plus than Ichiro. <laughs> and that's all that matters. According to, you know what I mean? According to yeah, that, yeah. those people. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's awesome. I would, I would totally troll it that way. So. Right, and I will. And I will. Good. Well, well, man, it's yeah, been an honor uh, to hang out with you. Um, yeah. When, when is fun. the, when is the induction stuff? Um, uh, I know it's in December, right? We're out, we're in December now. Maybe it's January. So ballots do ballots are due on at the end of the month. And got it. Cool. I think they they make the official announcements like January tenth or something. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. But well, maybe after that. Thanks we can for hop having back me on. on call. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. We can hop back on a call after that and just uh, go off on the whole world. Please. And vent together. Please. Right. This has been therapeutic for me. Yes, it has been for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on, man. All right, Neil. Hey, have a good night, buddy. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas.